And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Brave Maker Podcast, episode 46. And this is a, I've done this before. I love this. This is another, it's, it's a testimony to the power of social media. Mm-hmm. So my guest today is Catherine Smith McGlynn yeah. and we connected on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> yes. The Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. So you are a Bay Area actress. I am. And, and more. We're going to get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're currently in a play called Wakey Wakey, which yeah. only has a few more. Is that right? How yeah. many more? This is, we're closing on Sunday. Okay. So I got to edit we, this today yeah. and get this out. We've so got someone. four more tonight and then two on Saturday, tomorrow, and then our last performance on Sunday. Okay. So it's almost over. So you must, this is Valentine's weekend. Take your honey and go see Catherine and Tony Hale in Wakey Wakey. wakey, wakey. All right. We're going to get there. We'll save the best for last. So I like to start off by saying, how'd you brave your way in this industry? Braving, Brave Maker is the name of the podcast. There's a lot of bravery in facing fears and rejection. How'd you do it? Oh man. You're still doing it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, perseverance, really. Grit. I know that's a buzzword these days, grit. I like that word. And uh, having a growth mindset, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, and pounding the pavement and hustle. You know what I mean? I mean, really, it is, it is. you know, I, I hate, you know, there's this term all about the grind, right? Mm-hmm. But grind make it seem like it's so, like, uh, grueling. and Grueling. Yeah. But I love what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like anything you know, um, you put in the hard work and you're going to see some results, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me, it's just been perseverance and, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, the whole time I've just been nose to the grindstone and, you know, there are some times where, when I've had to pull back, you know, I mean, I left the business for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, and then dipped my toes back in. And when I came back in, I was just like, you know, just did a nosedive all the way down, and I haven't come up for air since. It's so how did you know? When did you know? When did it become real? I mean, a lot of people know when they're kids, but how about mm-hmm. you? When did you go, this is what I want to do? You know what? Um, I was always creative, a creative child, you know, uh, whether it was dance, you know, uh, any type of performing art, I was there. I just remember as a kid, a friend and I, we were in elementary school, and we had these little... Uh, way back in the day. I'm a kid of the 80s. Same. And we had these little, these things in in school called readers, and they'd have little stories in them. Mm -hmm. And I would get such a kick out of just reading the stories out loud, you know, trying to do, doing my best LeVar Burton when he does the stories, Uh uh (laughs) doing that. And I just really got a kick out of that. And so that's when it first manifested. It's always been there. Um, Drawn to the stories. Drawn Drawn to to the the, stories and storytelling. And Mm -hmm. then the first... My first kind of, you know, structured role was I played Aunt Polly 
and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Oh, wow. Here in the Bay Area? Yeah. No, in Michigan. Oh, Michigan. In Michigan. Okay. Michigan. That's where I spent uh, most of my childhood. Wow. I moved around okay. a lot. Um, but my dad was a IBMer, which is a code for I've been moved. <laughs> Not the tech company, IBM? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is the tech company. Oh, that's both. The, but that's their acronym. It, it's, oh, of course, International Business Machines. Yeah. But there was a joke uh, on you know around uh-huh. insiders that it means I've been moved okay, so because you, you would get transferred okay. every you know so often and so we lived in uh, Michigan St Louis St Louis is where I was born mm-hmm. I hail from the Midwest um, Oklahoma City you know and and beyond and so you know so it's kind of like you know the corporate military. <laughs> <laughs> life where yeah. you, you move around a lot. So, and then they, they, that may have actually fed into me being comfortable being uh, a creative yeah. where you're kind of a nomad, you know, you go where the work is mm-hmm. and you're able to, you know, find your people and by my, your people, I mean, creatives, yes. fellow creatives, the tribe, the tribe people. no yep, matter where you sure. are. And you build your network from there. Because they're everywhere, right? Anywhere you go. Everywhere you go. (laughs) They're in the cracks of society and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you find you find your creative family. Cool. And for me, so I've I've never been afraid to go into the unknown Mm -hmm. and embark into something new. Mm -hmm. Because, you know. And as an actor and someone who's in storytelling, there is a, like, sometimes you don't know where your next gig is going to come from. No. You have oh, no. to be able to go with the flow and end yeah. up in a new city, right? So, oh, absolutely. So when, when did that start for you where you started mm-hmm. b- booking gigs and going, oh, wow, I'm actually paying bills. I'm paying bills. With this craft that okay. I love. Okay. I started paying bills, actual <laughs> bills. Well, it's been in and out. Uh-huh. You mean, like... <laughs> oh gosh! See, that's a that's a loaded. Well, I didn't say making living, right? That's I a mean, loaded question. You can pay a bill. <laughs> you can pay a bill or two. Yeah, I mean, my right? biggest. Okay, my first largest role. Um, you've done a lot that, of TV. I've, I've seen. done a lot of TV, uh-huh. and my first, I would say, I will say, lucrative role uh-huh. was an AT and T commercial, and I was living in Chicago, and uh, it was before cell phones. Ooh. It was in the nineties. <laughs> it was in the nineties, uh-huh. and uh, I had just graduated from the University of Michigan. And you know, I had friends that you were either going to go to L.A. or New York. Yeah. And I, you know, yes, I love going into the unknown, but I'm also kind of sensible person, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I have. Uh, some friends, family in uh, Chicago, so that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, it's a good little industry there. You can yes. do some stuff there, obviously. And you I could do a little bit, you know. I was yep. like, okay, I want to crawl before I walk. Mm-hmm. and that. So I went to Chicago and got involved into the theater scene and really kind of, uh, you know, found my sea legs there cool. and got my video. It was on video phones. <laughs> and so it was this novel thing in the 90s. Like, oh, my gosh, we'll be able to talk to people and see them at the same time. Yeah. That's, you know, and oddly enough, it didn't really take off until right like, away, right? right away, years later. Yeah. You're going to see if can you find that ad campaign? Because I was in one in Chicago too. Really? I have a, it's, it was a print ad uh-huh. of me and I'm talking to someone through the computer like, and that's what it I have that. It was probably the same campaign. We got to see. We got to sure see. Because I was in Chicago in the late 90s. I, have, I still have tape. I have my, my demo <laughs> tape. You know, I'd love to see that. I yeah. bet the campaign, it's got to be on YouTube We got to find somewhere. it. Okay. We got to find if it. we can find it, we'll post it and stuff. That's yes. great. That's and I also, um, for theater, I did my very first equity show there at uh, the Illinois Theater Center in uh, the Rabbit Foot, which is uh, that pl- the, the actual theater is no longer. 
It's no longer. Oh, bummer. A bummer. What city? Was it in Chicago, Chicago? Chicago. Okay. Yeah, okay. Illinois Theater Center. And then okay. I also worked for the Organic Theater Company, Zebra Crossing, and, you know, uh, lots of really cool theaters mm-hmm. in Chicago. And so I really just cut my teeth there in Chicago. Was there a role or a ground. play that really is foundational for you that you always have fond memories when you think back to it? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I did uh, uh, this uh, tour in schools with this company that is no longer <laughs> called <laughs> Arts Lanes. Okay. And it was run by a fellow who actually, um, uh, his name was Fred Lane, uh, he, the late Fred Lane. Um, and he worked with some some greats. And he toured uh, in, in schools, classical theater. And that's that was my first foray into Shakespeare, which I love doing Shakespeare. Um, and uh, I, I played Titania, and I played uh, in Midsummer Night's Dream and Lady, Lady Capulet. Fun. And then fast forward, I just last summer at Marin Shakes reprised that role after twenty some odd years, uh, Titania, and just had a whole new meaning that's for cool. me. That's cool. That's cool. And then I. Uh, I just got word that I'm being cast as Lady Capulet in Midsummer Night's Dream. Where? At Marin Shakespeare? In in Romeo and Juliet at Marin Shakespeare. Congratulations. Yes, I can announce that because I I signed the contract. And when is that? (laughs) Um, That is going to be in the summer uh, in Summer 2020. Oh, my gosh. So fun. I'll come check it out. That's so fun. I was in Romeo and Juliet as well. I love that show. And I think it would be fun to play a different role. Like two decades later since I did it. That's that's a really, what a treasure. I haven't played Juliet yet, though. What a treasure. Why not? Let's change it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let's switch it up. I need to, like, revisit the ingenue roles. Yeah. That's cool. How cool. So Bay Area people... You, you need to check this out. And yes. Okay, so you you do a theater in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You cut your teeth. You, you grow a little bit of confidence. And yeah. then you start getting some TV roles. When does that start? Yeah, you know, the TV roles, um, I would say I, I, went to, I went to grad school. Actually, I'll say I went to L.A. first. Okay. And it was, it was a dud for me. Okay. It was a dud the Did first you, time. Just trying to get an agent, trying to what 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 was a dud? Well, no, I got an agent and everything. Uh, this was back in the mid '90s, and I was, you know, it it just was not working for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a network there, mm-hmm. and it was just for me. It was just like uphill the whole way, mm-hmm. and my heart was really in theater. And back then, you did not have the the breadth of theater that you do now. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Taper Forum has got some really cool mm-hmm. things coming through there, Pasadena Playhouse, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, and up and down the coast. Even um, really cool, diverse things like Pasadena just did Little House of, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, right? Yeah. And it was with trans people and people of color. Yeah, it was like so, super oh innovative. Gosh. I think the, the theater landscape right now yeah. is so rich, yeah, yeah. you know, and so, and that's really where my heart is. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I think need to go back east Mm -hmm. and I went to grad school I went to Carnegie Mellon got my MFA in theater in theater cool yeah so you are professionally uh, trained professionally trained (laughs) yes and spent time over in Russia and oh my gosh the Moscow Art Theater where uh, Stanislavski and Anton Chekhov 
and trained and uh, worked and I was so, able so to she's dropping all sorts of cool yes, names right now so yes. actors are like I know that name I don't know that if you yes. don't know if you're just someone who's like I'm not a thespian <laughs> look up those names because these are like oh, the top, top in the business yes in the and training of yes. acting wow and, and that really helped me uh really kind of uh, hone in on character work and vocal work mm-hmm. and uh, really get my stage chops yep. to a place where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I said, okay, I'm ready for New York City. And I uh, went to New York and uh, started working in TV for the first time. And uh, one of my first roles, Tom Alberg, who used to be a casting director for As the World Turns. Okay. We got a soap opera. Yes. Nice. He <laughs> saw me uh, during my showcase for Carnegie Mellon, and he hired me. And so that was my first foray into film. Cool. And to TV, excuse me, yeah. TV. Um, and I uh, did as, as the World Turns and was did industrials and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. But did a lot of regional theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of like hit this, the New York wall of like, oh my gosh, this is hard, you know? And just kind of like talent is not the only thing that you need. Mm-hmm. And that was an eye-opener for me. What did you discover? What else was necessary? Oh, gosh. It, you, needed, you needed, like, serious connections. Mm-hmm. Um, you needed to know people to, that know people that know people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I had friends that would crash auditions back mm-hmm. in the day. And they would, you know, get roles that way. And mm-hmm. that wasn't me. I was just kind of like, wait a second. I cued, I cued properly. <laughs> That's right. Where are my jobs? I know my lines. I'm trained. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I waited for yeah. my turn. And now my turn is up. So come on. Where yep. are the jobs? Yep. Um, and, and then you, you know, in, now we have such a nice, diverse landscape. And when I first started out, it wasn't that way, which is why, you know, to me, a lot of ingenue roles passed me by. Mm -hmm. When I was in my 20s, they weren't looking at me for that, you know, and it was more the sassy friend and all of this. And so I I really aged out of the ingenue Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And that that wore on me, too. Sure. Uh, A lot of going to auditions and, oh, my gosh, you were awesome. You were the best. And, well, why didn't you hire But we're going this direction, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for for me, and then at at the same time, you have peers that are, like, Mm -hmm. buying their first homes Mm -hmm. and their attorneys and doctors. And, you know, they're, they're making their way in their field. And, um, and I got frustrated and, you know, it's kind of that, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know, maybe it was, uh, you know, in some ways an entitled feeling when you've, 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 you know, you've, you've gone, you've gotten a degree and everything and you feel like you deserve these Yeah, things. well, you're, you've worked hard, right? You worked hard for them. You, you did You as know, much so it's kind of 50-50, sure. you know, and cause I, I'm not one to, you know, say, oh, it's your fault for that. You know, it's like, you know, okay. I'll take some of that onus on me, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't willing maybe to do the starving thing, yeah. you know, the starving yeah. artist thing. Well, were you also working multiple jobs? Were you waiting tables? Yes, what did you do? I was temping. Temping, okay. Yeah, I was temping. And so I got into, in, I was in New York City and uh, got into the temping thing and almost went back to law school, but actually ended up going back and getting a master's in public policy policy and analysis. So I went, because, you know, I wasn't really 
into the private sector. So I was like, you know, I still want to be of service because I do think that being an artist is being of service to mm-hmm. the public. Uh, and so I went into the nonprofit sector. Okay. And, we like uh, that. That's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually good. was a fundraising consultant. Wow. And I worked on... I have to pick your brain a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I know how to raise money. Okay. And uh, I worked behind the scenes a lot. And uh, I actually uh, became a fellow for the Lower Manhattan Development Corporation right after 9-11. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I worked on, and was later, they were clients of mine, uh, the World Trade Center Memorial Foundation um, and uh, Signature Theater Company and uh, the Drawing Center and uh, this art art consortium that was going to relocate um, downtown after 9-11 in the footprint, what what is now the memorial. Wow, yeah, I've been there. What a what an honor and responsibility. Yeah, it was it was wow. something. It was sobering, just you know, mm-hmm. surveying the rubble after mm-hmm. right after it all happened and mm-hmm. and going through that whole so process. So were you there during 9-11? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I I heard the crash. I was living in Brooklyn at the time and uh, going to work. I was working at Manhattan Theater Club. Uh, fundraising for them, and uh, I, it was a clear day. I just remember hearing this loud boom, and I thought it was just a truck out in the street. And uh, took the A train, looked, and I was about to go down to the A train, and at Nostrand Avenue. I'm sure a lot of people might know that if they're New Yorkers. And I remember looking up in the sky, and it was so beautiful and blue, but there was this cloud. Of Bill and I was like, oh, that's a strange looking cloud. Still hadn't, you know. This is like seven, eight in the morning. Uh, it was at was a, nine was eleven. It was the was first it, crash. Was, was at nine eleven. Was it nine eleven? Yeah, nine eleven. Wow. Was it nine? Oh no, it was. It was on nine eleven. I'm sorry. It was like eight something. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because I remember like waking, getting called at like six in the morning or something like that here yeah. when I lived here. Wow. So you you lived. Oh yeah. I went that. down into the subway. Still didn't know what was going on. And uh, got under, the A train goes right under the World Trade Center. And there was this dude, we stopped, and he was just very animated, saying, oh, and there was a plane, and it went zoom. And then everyone's looking at each other like, these New Yorkers are so crazy. uh You know? But then, as the train moved forward, we were kind of like, something's not right. Something is not right. And so, uh, obviously, we went under the World Trade Center before it collapsed. And by the time we got out, and I was uh, at Manhattan Theater Club, we were on, uh, at, in Times Square, and I got out, and there were still telephones, right? So all the telephone booths, everyone was on the phone. Everyone's on the phone. And I went up to the, you know, to the office, and that's when I, everyone was crowded around the TV. And I was like, oh, my God. And we're just watching it unfold and watching the. Wow. Know, so then, of course, the panic to call my husband, who was down. He had, he said he saw Christopher walk in, and they both kind of looked at each other in the street, in the middle of the street in Chelsea, like, what the hell's going on? Wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. So sobering. And then so you sobering. got to be a part. I got a part, get, got to be a part redeeming. of the rebuild. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if you've never been able to go, it's such an interesting, there's a huge, it's hard to describe it. It's a downward, how do you I describe that? How do you describe I that went. for people who've never been? How, yeah, would, you, how would you communicate the fountain You know, the, the fountain, space? and there was a lot of controversy about that because, you know, people thought, you know, it's like a grave. Right. It's you know? flowing down. But it is, I, th- I feel that it's, it is appropriate. Yeah. You know? And it is 
I mean, you have to experience it. You have to. It. The you sound alone and then being in that space really does something. It really does something. Yeah. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad to hear and meet someone who had a part of it. That's really, yeah. really fascinating. So you did a lot yeah. of the nonprofit sector. So you got dabble. You got another M- master's. Look at you. Woo woo. <laughs> you know, okay. and thought I wanted to run, you know, a private foundation, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, you never know what the future holds. Uh-huh. I'll have my own foundation. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and uh, yeah. And then a funny thing happened. I thought, oh, oh, do we want to start a family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to do that? Now, how long had you and your husband been married at that time? Um, at that time, we had been married for 11 years. Oh, my gosh. And then how did you meet? Yeah. He was a director. Okay. He had his own theater company. Okay. We met when I was in Pennsylvania. Cool. When I was in grad school. He was not in grad school at the okay. time. He had his own theater company. Okay. Yes. It was All right. first sight. Right on. He was a director. You got married young yeah. and in love and in the arts. That's a very oh, powerful yes. combination. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he was directing and I was cool. acting. Cool. You know, and then, you know, we both, well, he went into... Um, he was, worked for the Department of Cultural Affairs, okay. and so he went into city government, and he's still in city government. Uh, and uh, that's when I went to nonprofit. But then I, at at a point, we were like, "Well, how are we going to keep doing this?" <laughs> you know. And I said, "Well, you know, we'll see how it plays out." And then he got a really great job offer in El Paso, Texas. Whoa! Right, a different. <laughs> which I thought was at the edge of the world at the time. To direct? Um, no, uh, oh. to run their uh, uh, their arts. Department, okay. which was over all of the art funding in uh, El Paso. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, okay, but here's the deal. The deal is, and that's, uh, we, I said, like, the deal is I get to do whatever I want to do. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, go back to um, working right away, and I'm going to see what, what I really want to do. And uh, so uh, we packed up our son. Moved to El Paso. We bought two Mini Coopers, drove <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, That's we named them, <laughs> and we drove them cross country to uh, El Paso, Texas, to the edge of the world. Well, what's the acting community like in El Paso? Oh my gosh, there was none. <laughs> Did you start it? There what was, I started it. Okay. And that's Braving what happened. I, you know, yeah. it's funny because you go there and, you know, we're in, I'm in my Mini Cooper and seriously, there was a tumbleweed across the. You're like, I, is that for real? Bigger that than just my car. <laughs> and I'm like, what yeah. am what I have you done? doing? Yeah. And uh, El Paso is 500 miles from anything. Mm. Except for um, Juarez, which is right across the border. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I uh, was like, what do I do? I can't, you know, being an equity actor, I can't work here. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any equity theaters, I assume. Exactly. So I decided I wanted to start one. Okay. Wow. Yes. And uh, I uh, hooked up with a business partner, Camilla Carr, who's a playwright. Um, And I said, you want to do this with me? And she's like, oh, we're going to hire somebody? I said, hire somebody to do what? I'm going to do it. Yes. I'm going to do it. Brave maker <laughs> yes. way. That's why this is great. And so before I knew wow. it, I had gotten my uh, 501c3 status, mm-hmm. and I started fundraising. And, you know, it's like you're in the middle of something, and I'm going, how am I doing this? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I just you did it. braved it forward. Yeah, yes. You know, and before That's I cool. knew it, I had, um, you know, was giving equity contracts, uh, 
um, I was actually creating jobs mm-hmm. and planting seeds. So that felt good to give it people so jobs good. and pay people. Yes, That's it so felt good. so good. Yeah. And uh, found a mentor in uh, Dr. Maceo Daly, the late Dr. Maceo Daly, um, at the University of Texas. And uh, actually forged a collaboration with the theater department there and gave the students there an opportunity to work amongst professionals. And I, and I also taught, the wow. sold out lecture courses. Uh, the first course on Denzel Washington in his film career, it was, so I got You created the, that. I created that. How cool is I that? I created that. Did you ever get Denzel to drop in? And I did not. <laughs> Come on, Denzel. I know, I, know I didn't. <laughs> but, um, and I actually created quite a few courses That's in, really cool. uh, in film. Now, were you doing theater. your work at the school, or did you rent it? How did you rent a space? And- no, I was doing my work at the school. I was a professor at the school. Okay. And at the same time, I was going back and forth to Austin, Texas, okay. and Albuquerque, uh, working. Okay, I was on uh, Scoundrels, which was an ABC show with Virginia Madsen. Mm-hmm. I was a regular on that. Cool. Um, and I did a pilot called Hysteria, um, uh, and. Uh, commercials and other theater work and I did Friday Night Lights and so oddly enough I I found my voice you know because you're out there and you really don't have all of these you know kind of in New York it 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 was go with the wave go with the current and when I was in El Paso it was just me and the tumbleweeds yep (laughs) and so I was what does Catherine want to do how does Catherine want to tell stories Mm -hmm. what does she want to curate and I was able to do that which was wonderful. And at the same time, mentor mm-hmm. up-and-coming creatives. I taught a course in comedy <laughs> and, and uh, you know, female comedy and comedy in general. And, you know, my students taught me just as much as I taught them. And at the same time, so I was busier there than I ever was. Wow. And did more television and film work than I ever did. Again, I think this is like a really, I'm super inspired. I love like when I have guests on here, because I get stuff out of it too. Because mm-hmm. what I hear you saying, I wanted to kind of backtrack too. Yeah. You talked about when you were in New York, you mm-hmm. said you realized it was much more than just talent. Yes. You can yes. be a, a tr- super trained actor and really great, oh, yeah. have a great look, show up on time, hit all your auditions, and there's still going to be something that will work against you. But what I hear you saying here is maybe you didn't have all those connections. You made them. You started them. And yes. then, then it sounds like you started giving back yes. to people because I think we wait so much for someone to wrap their arm around us. Mm-hmm. At least I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is someone going to save me? Is someone going to help oh, me? Yeah. Is someone? Hello, I'm like, world. I'm yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> no, I- I'm tired of waiting. I'm going to go out and not, I'm going to do the saving, but I'm going to make opportunities for myself and hopefully in the meantime make yeah. opportunities for others. Yes. There's no one way to do it, which no. I think is beautiful. No. You found, you, bro- you braved your own way. You found a way to do it. And that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, huge kudos yeah. to you to ask yourself the question, like, what yeah. am I going to do? What do I want to curate? Yes. What stories do I yes. want to tell? Because yes. we sometimes, creative people, we just hope someone will put us in their story as opposed to living our own story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, so you must have left some legacy in El Paso in all of Texas and to get yeah. here. How did the, how did the transition go? How did you get the next well, step? Well, the first part, the, the hard part was, you know, pulling up all my roots, a lot of them, you know, because I had had so many, you know, tentacles out there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to pull up all of them. My theater company, you what know. What was it called? Uh, it was Front Tattered Repertory Theater Company. Frontera. Frontera, theater repertory company. Theater company. Um, But without me there, Mm. it it folded because there wasn't anyone to really, 
take it on because sometimes when you have a founder that starts something, mm-hmm. if you're not the engine, the engine, it, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so um, unfortunately, but what is what has happened is that the seeds that I planted, people that worked for me, they now have started their own theatrical movements down there and they're doing projects and they're doing things which is wonderful beautiful which i love seeing that that yeah. you know there's that you know that kind of residual trail mm-hmm. that you leave behind yeah. you know those seeds that you planted that's right. which is that wonderful. creative magic that creative <laughs> magic and so uh when uh we decided to move to the bay area and why was that another, another job opportunity job, okay. you know and and actually, I kind of came kicking and screaming. Uh-huh. Even though I've always wanted to explore the Bay Area, I you know had something there, you know. But then I realized, and I think more and more people are realizing that you don't have to be rooted in one specific place. Mm-hmm. And I love being in and of the world, mm-hmm. in and of the, wherever that is, mm-hmm. and that I can still um, reach out you know, to my network out there and f- still feel supported. And have a family. And, and have a family, yes. Right, you're doing yes. all amazing things yes. and having a family and being a mom and a wife. I mean, these, this is something people think that can't be done. Yes, it can't be done. You know, so. you know and, you know, and then, you know, and you hear stories back, you know, of, of artists that live out somewhere in the desert or um, in the mountains or somewhere, and you're like, how can you be so removed? But they're not really removed just because their home base is somewhere. They're still in and of the world. And that works for them. That's their story. That's great. And that's their story. And so we moved, I moved out here, and and I still keep my network. I go back to, actually, I'm filming a new TV show, Deputy, um, which is filmed in Albuquerque. Cool. Um, thank you very much. I'm very excited. Uh, and uh, um, and then here in the Bay Area, really uh, entrenched in the theater scene, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Uh, so let's in, yes. Let's chat. Wakey, wakey. Let's chat about Wakey Wakey <laughs> Wakey Wakey. Yes. So for so okay before Wakey Wakey, there's a little short mm-hmm. play. Does it happen in front oh, of everyone, yeah. or was that only a special thing during no. preview? Oh, it's everyone. It's every week, okay, yes. or every yeah. show, okay. It's the substitution, yeah, and it was commissioned uh, by ACT mm-hmm. uh, to go with Wakey Wakey, uh-huh. Will and Eno's play, and yeah. so they commissioned him to write this companion play, which he did. Mm-hmm. To kind of, um, I love the one one critic called it an amuse bouche. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like this kind of primer, uh-huh. you know, and uh, and it. Paris very very well. Actually. I, did I read something? Okay, so the the play the substitute called the substitute. Yes, you play a substitute teacher, and yes. I don't want to spoil it because it's really <laughs> fun and quirky and crafty. She yeah. plays a substitute teacher. She's like the main role of this little short before, but that character is the same character in Wakey Wakey. Yes, right. Okay, are, yes. Okay, there, there is a through line. There's a through line. Yeah, it's there really cool. Yeah, it's. It's, but there doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. That That's don't right. See it. It's it's there enough. If we, like like me, I'm like, wait a second. I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get chronology. Was this before? Was this after? Was this during? Yeah. I really. It was cool. I love things that make you think. Mm-hmm. And talk about wakey wakey because wakey wakey yeah. is a unique unique play. It's. Um, you come in like in the second act. Yeah, it's kind of the second, second part. Um, it's really the majority of the wakey wakey is kind of a, a one man show, which is uh, Tony Hale plays brilliantly, and then I come in about uh, what seventy five percent of the way through, uh, 
to ease to be with him mm-hmm. on his journey, mm-hmm. the rest of his journey. Mm-hmm. And we won't give it away, but there is a journey that he is going through. Um, and you know, I, you know, when I was a little, I remember I was like, where do I? My mom would always go, "Hey, wakey, wakey, get up." <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. this phrase that some of us have grown up with. Uh-huh. You might not have, yeah. you know, really kind of given much thought to it. But it really is the sense of of living life mm-hmm. to its fullest. And not just what you're doing, but being in awe and of wonder of life itself. Of every day when you wake up and you're breathing and you're able to, you know, you know, smell or sense or see or feel or whatever senses are working for you. Um, you know, if you have love in your life, who do you have in your life? You know, if you have colleagues in your life, you know, some people don't have family. Is it, you know, the workplace or is it the person where they buy their morning coffee? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, what keeps you alive? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's really what it's an exploration of that. And when I, I mean, just kudos to director, production design, all this stuff, but they really do a, a neat job with yeah. media, with oh, yeah, interactive, that, immersive yes, stuff. Yes, yes. I, it was almost uh, like some some of the audience was uh, taken aback at, at first a little bit mm-hmm. because we, the way that it starts, again, I don't want to give things away, but you've got to go yeah. see it. And if you, you miss it, then I'll talk to you and give you some spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they interact a little bit. The, Tony Hale, the mm-hmm. main actor, interacts with questions in the audience and first you're like oh is this a ted talk what is happening it's really it is unique kind of like a ted talk a little bit yeah yeah and you know and actually it is very scripted all scripted very scripted but it comes off like it's it comes off like it's casual and there yeah. you know and the audience is encouraged to participate they are. and are and you know tony's a master at it so uh-huh. he will play uh-huh you know um but you know our director ann kaufman uh, who is, uh, she's based out she's of from New, New York, York City. right? She's yeah. based out of New York City. And, you know, she is so phenomenal in the details, you know, and she really had us thread that needle, you know, and so everything is purposeful, mm-hmm. you know, down from, you know, my character scratching her shin, which is actually in the script. That's Willie, you know, that's all Willie, you know. You mm. know, to, you know, even Will's, you know, mm. the way that he, he's, he writes the way that people speak and fits and starts and uh and and pauses. And so when you're memorizing your lines, you have to memorize the pauses yeah. and you also have to know when not to pause and sure. you know, it's a very it's like a tightrope. That's very tight strategic. Rope. He's sort of directing on the page in a in a way, right? Oh, yes. He's like, I want this oh, specific yes. thing. Yes, and we had him in the cool. rehearsal room a lot of the okay. time. So it was great to have that feedback wow. so that if we wanted to know what was happening at a certain moment in a certain line, we'd well, what did you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he would, you know, be able to enlighten us. And a shout out to my friend Jeremy, who's in New York, who says he um, follows your director. Like he knew she yes. would, her work. He's yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky to be able to have seen that play. So it seems like oh, there's yeah. a really amazing talent that has been assembled. How did you get talent. involved? How did you audition? Yeah. Did you get, uh, what, how did yeah, that happen? Well, you know, um, Janet Foster, who's the casting director 
For ACT? Uh, for ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, she sent me the script and said, you know, is this something you think you would be interested in? And, um, you know, she had sent me things before and whether the timing was off or wrong, you know, and this is, you know, now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this seems pretty cool. And I read it and it just really clicked for me. Cool. It really did. And I went in and I read Anne was there and Will. They were both there at the audition. Um, and so this is late 2019, yeah. early 2019. Actually, this was uh, like in July. So summer, wow. It was like this late summer. Wow. And then, um, yeah, then I met Tony and, um, you know, just so that we can. How fun is that? Yeah, meet before we knew we were going to be working together. So was it, was it a chemistry read before you got? Oh, no, it was, no, it, we were both already. You got it. You got the Yeah, the we were signed okay. up for it and we were just meeting, meeting. How green. cool. Yeah, cool. so that was cool. And uh, yeah, and then we started right after Christmas. And, uh, right, you started rehearsing or? Rehearsing. Okay, rehearsing. Right wow, that wasn't Christmas. a long time because, yeah. so funny thing is, I was li- I'm a huge podcast addict. That's why I think I have two podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts so much, but I was listening to Tony Hale on yeah. Armchair Expert. Oh, right. Do you know that right. podcast I've, with yes, I've heard Monica Padman and Dex yes. Shepard? Yeah. And he was really forthright about yeah. anxiety. About being like, this is something that's really difficult, yeah. and I can't believe yeah. I'm doing this. And yeah, that's so thought, a line in the play. Yeah, that's Anxiety, right. Anxiety, that's the, right. The big secret. That's right. <laughs> so that that's that's share. why you almost think it's yeah. it's it's improv because he he's so conversational yeah. about this, and his character is a little bit obviously like him. But I heard it on the podcast. I'm like, oh, he's coming to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I need to go check this out. I went on the thing, yeah. and the funny thing was, so I I got um, I went on, and there was like rush tickets for mm-hmm. whatever. I, I got the whatever, the first week. And it turns out it was preview. Yes. And so I got those, long story short. So you my, saw the preview? So I saw previews. Oh, man, you got to come now. I We're saw seasoned. previews. Well, it was interesting because <laughs> he posted on his social media, come, here's here's the dates of my play. Already I had the tickets. I'm like, wait, the date that he posted on his Twitter was uh, not a date that I had on my ticket. I'm like, I hope this isn't a scam. <laughs> So I was like researching. Can you imagine Tony Hale scamming you? <laughs> no, not Tony Hale, but oh. like whoever I bought the tickets oh, from. Whoever you bought the tickets I from. I thought, did I get scammed rush tickets? Like, why is it not included in the thing that he just said? <laughs> so it turns out it was preview. But yeah. we got food. Does, do people get food after everyone? Yes, actually. Figs. F- okay, the, those figs. Figs and, the, and lollipops. Okay, so those are always there? Those are always there. Okay, and lemon, I had some lemonade or yeah, something. Yeah, it changes. It does? Okay. It I, it's just so, what a, just so, so fun. So what, I mean, what are you taking? as an actress away from as you have one more weekend oh, what have man. you learned oh, what is something that's staying with you as oh. Catherine you know what's staying with me the most is presence and being present I'm so much more present I mean I've I'm a master multitasker okay but now I have on my calendar unitask Unitask is the thing that I'm, my new thing is unitasking. Oh, I like that. Tell right? me more. What is that? Just we're doing one thing? focusing on one thing. Uh-huh. And yeah. I mean, I've got, always have so many different balls in the air. Even if you have different balls in the air, catch one at a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm in the room with you, I'm in the room with you. If mm-hmm. I want, I walk into the theater, I'm in the theater and this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and being alive to the present moment, you know, because I think... You know, for me in my past, I've shortchanged present moments. Sure. You know, and what I'm doing, even if I'm just giving it 98%, you know, be there, Mm -hmm. be where you are. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. That's a line, isn't it? Right? Yes. Isn't that? That's so Be good. Be where you are. That's so good. And, and cool. for me, it's just made all the difference in the world. It really right has. On. Yeah. Well, you are a talented joy to be with and talk with. This was so great. This is fun. So easy. Where can people find you? You said what's next already. You're doing uh, Romeo and Juliet, Lady Capulet. I'm doing Romeo and Juliet, Lady uh Capulet. Um, Find me on Deputy Thursdays. Okay. Thursday nights. um, Awesome. Eight o'clock. I believe eight central, maybe nine Pacific. We'll no. post some links. Post some and, links okay. on that. <laughs> okay. Um, and I uh, just finished my very first pilot that I'm writing that I wrote. Congratulations. Yes, and so I'll be shopping that okay. around. Um, and so I'm getting the writer part of me, you uh-huh. know, creating my own content. Awesome. So I've got some several projects that I'm now ready to mm-hmm. push forward. Um, and some other things in the pipeline that they will materialize. So follow me on social media to find out what they were. And how can people find you? Yes. Um, On Twitter, Catherine Smith McGee. On Instagram, uh, Catherine with a K, no E. (laughs) And um, uh, CatherineSmithMcGlynn.com. Awesome. All in the show notes. Check it out. This has been a true joy. Catherine, thank you so much. Have an amazing final weekend in San Francisco, yes. American Conservatory Theater. Don't go to the cafe like I did. <laughs> and then you have, did what? We went to the ACT Cafe first. Oh, we, no. We, we, we parked, <laughs> went there. It was empty because it's right across from Hamilton Theater, which we saw, blah, blah, blah. No, we had to take yeah. an Uber. We got there like just on time. So make sure you know yes. which ACT thing you're going yes. to. And finally, uh, we've got Screening of Burden on the 24th of February, Forrest Whitaker film. We have director Andrew Heckler and producer Robbie Brenner are going to be in the house here in Redwood City. And don't forget our film festivals May 15 to 17. Mark your calendars. Talk soon. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Want to be social? Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bravemaker Inc. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.